This is a Baby Brunch podcast. Baby Brunch, the parenting series, is proudly brought to you by FedHealth. With FedHealth, you create your perfect medical aid. From the benefits you want to how and how much you pay. Visit fedhealth.co.za and switch to FedHealth now. FedHealth, create your aid. Hey everyone, Professor Jerome Loveland is joining us, Head of Pediatric Surgery, Bits University and Baragranath Hospital. He's also the chairman of a beautiful, beautiful cause that is called Surgeons for Little Lives. Check them out, surgeonsforlittlelives.org. Professor, thanks for joining us today. Thanks, Alana. Thanks very much for having me. Today is a serious talk. We're talking about cancer and we're talking about cancer awareness. And when I hear a child and cancer, the two almost doesn't match. But let me go from the beginning. How, how is one diagnosed? How do you know that there's a potential case or that your child might be affected? So look, it's a, I mean, I think there's a variety of, of symptoms and many of them focus on, on what are known as constitutional symptoms. So things like lethargy and loss of weight, um, low-grade fever, just feeling unwell, low energy levels. Um, for some of the systemic, sort of more medically-based um, cancers in children, and then obviously from some of the, the surgical perspectives, they can present with a mass, you know, a, a fullness in the tummy, a swelling on a limb, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, certainly, if there's any doubt, you know, if you're ever worried about your child, you must uh, just take them to your close, excuse me, to your closest uh, healthcare practitioner. And you'll be sent in the right direction. This podcast is supported by Epimax Baby and Junior. The range of Epimax Baby and Junior gentle all-purpose emollient moisturizers is an all-day, everyday favorite for babies and children. Give your child a good start to every day by nourishing and protecting their skin with Epimax. So your direction is the surgery direction. And so I want to know, is, is chemotherapy good or is it bad? Why, why do we need to cut on our bodies to make it better? So chemotherapy is a very double-edged sword. It's absolutely good. I mean, for the vast majority of childhood and, in fact, adult cancers, um, chemotherapy is absolutely mandatory. So it's good in that it's, it can be, in its own right, um, the treatment and curative. Um, and then from a lot of surgical malignancy perspectives, it will make the surgical management easier when it comes to operation. I mean, obviously, it's, it's got its downsides. So you, it puts you at risk of infection. Um, it, it's not nice to have, but it's certainly absolutely essential um, as, a, as a part of the treatment of these conditions. I've seen some of the patients and children that you work with, and it's, it's overwhelming to see how small they are. And it's wonderful to see how you can help them and how surgery can improve their lives. So what does your day-to-day look like? I mean, I know that you have a passion for oncology. Um, I saw that there's urology as well, liver. I mean, what, what does your day-to-day look like as a, as a surgeon, as someone that puts people under the knife? Yeah, so so um, as you said, so I'm the head of pediatric surgery at, at Barra from a clinical perspective, and we run what in fact is the largest pediatric surgical unit in the country. So it's very much focused um, on a team. So uh, every day starts with the uh, um, ward rounds. And, and in, fact, in fact, it's the more junior staff that will do the, the trainees that do the majority of those working ward rounds. And then we all get together 
um, at half past seven in the morning and do a, have a handover. So we discuss the new admissions, we discuss the patients, we discuss the plan for the day, any problems that are pending, and then allocate resources appropriately to deal with all of those issues. So that's how it starts. And then obviously it leads into the day in terms of you know dealing with the operative lists, the outpatient clinics, um, any problems with the inpatients, um, and, and then any new emergencies that, that sort of emerge during the course of that day. So that, that's a fairly typical day, very busy, very busy, sort of the starts at six, half past six, and it's sort of the kind of routine day will end at about five, six o'clock. A diagnosis of, of any disease or illness is is not easy. And that's why we have this platform, you know, Baby Brunch, we, we're a support network. We say, hey, we know we know some cool people that can talk about this or can help us. I'm amazed at what you are doing with surgeons for little lives. How did it start? And and how are you saving those little lives? Yeah, so I mean, that, that's actually a very, uh, a very passionate story because I trained at Johannesburg Hospital, um, what's now known as Simja, that big concrete monstrosity on the hill in Johannesburg. Yeah. Um, and I was trained by two superb pediatric surgeons. But two things struck me. One is was that um, we didn't put ourselves out there or my, the senior surgeons didn't put themselves out there as an academic unit. And secondly, there was Barragwanath Hospital down the road that had suffered the sort of massive injustice of, of the past. So as soon as I qualified, I went to work at Barra and we set about trying to right a lot of those wrongs, I guess. And then it, it became abundantly clear that, you know, there was limited financial support, limited support in terms of resources, which isn't something that's novel to Barra. I mean, countries, like, well, hospitals like Great Ormond Street in London, Sick Kids in Toronto, they all run in conjunction with massive charities. So we thought, you know, we need to do the same thing. So we, uh, yeah, we got together a group of medical and non-medical people. We set up Surgeons for Little Lives five years ago, or five and a half years ago, and it's been a rampant success. And it's really, you know, it's aimed at supporting the care that our pediatric surgical patients receive, which has been a resounding success. And it's kind of evolving to improve the support that we provide to their families, so to the parents. I mean, you will have seen that we built a, a parental sleepover facility um, well, three years ago now. That is just absolutely revolutionized the way moms and dads can can support their kids during their, mm. their admission and their numerous other projects. So it's, it's been a, a phenomenal project. The, the, the site is so informative. And I think the, the biggest part that excites me about the entire platform is the get involved. You know, as parents, you, God forbid, you, you find yourself in a situation where your child is diagnosed with something that could be bad for a very long time. So if someone says get involved, it's the one thing that helps me to feel like I can mean something to society. Give us ideas of how we can get involved. Financial aid, being there for the parents, paying a visit uh, in COVID and in a pandemic times. How can we get involved with surgeonsforlittlelives.org to show that we care? I think the first thing, honestly, is, is to visit the site and look at all of the options. I think they, they are vast. Um, I mean, obviously, I'm going to say that we need financial support, but there are so many other avenues where people really can make a difference. I mean, I'm going to give you one example where every child that gets admitted is provided with an admission and a discharge pack. Now, that little pack is a little cycling bag. Um, it's got toothbrush, toothpaste, a set of pajamas or a dressing gown, um, a little toy, 
um, an educational component. So that's just something so that when those patients come to hospital, they they feel a little more loved and a little bit more supported. Um, so that that's a, an ongoing project that runs all the time. We're always looking for components for those packs. We've got a beautiful library in the ward um, that we built um, about 18 months ago. And numerous, um, particularly moms and university students will come and do their comm service. And they'll come, just come into the library. They play with the children, read to the children, build puzzles. Um, and that's not a financial contribution, but it makes such an impact on the admission and the time that those kids spend in the ward. Um, we also run a rehabilitative art project where a, a community artist comes in twice a week and uh, she draws with the kids. And that's very much concentrated in our Burns unit. And it's just, I mean, it's really amazing to see the transformation that happens in these kids. I mean, those are just two or three of the small projects, but uh, there's a whole lot more. And they can email us and they'll get a response that day and we can uh, accommodate them however they see fit. Well, if you want to check out the website, it's surgeonsforlittlelives.org. Get involved. I think from my side, um, I'm actually sitting in my children's playroom. So uh, behind the screen is a big box of soft toys, and we'd love to donate that from our personal home, and we'll make sure that it gets to, to you and your organization. From Baby Brunch's side, you know, we, we're a support network, and we're lucky to have friends of the brand that helps us make these videos. So people like FedHealth and, and Epimax that helps us do this. But I don't know why. Today, I feel led that I need to make a donation on behalf of the business. And uh, we're going to donate 10,000 Rand to the business. And we hope that we can help these little babies and children that are being operated on and that, that we can make the world a better place little by little because we don't want them to suffer and we want them to be better. And so, sure, Milana, that's amazing. Thank you. Only a pleasure. I mean, uh, it's the least we can do. Cancer is bad, Professor, because cancer is bad because it puts children's lives at risk, and it is has a massively negative impact on the child and the family unit, and nobody wants that for for their child. Nobody wants that for their family. Um, so yes, cancer is not good, but uh, an enormous amount of positive things come out of treating cancer. Um, survival rates are super good. There are phenomenal world-class teams of, of oncologists and all of the people around them that treat these babies. And uh, you know, I can absolutely reassure um, all of the public that that the care of your children that do have the, or do find them in the unfortunate circumstance of, of having that type of diagnosis are superbly treated in South Africa. Um, and that's across both the public and the private sector. My second question was going to be cancer can be beaten, but I think that you have answered that already in the most beautiful way. Professor, thanks for your time. Head of Pediatric Surgery, Wits University. Are you the actual guy with a knife? I'm the guy. Well, there's lots of us that have the knife and uh, we we always training our, our juniors with the knife. But yes, I'm often with the knife. <laughs> then we, we want to say thank you. <laughs> thank, thank you, you very, that. very much. Check out their website now, surgeonsforlittlelives.org. This podcast was supported by Epimax Baby and Junior. 
Epimax Baby and Junior is dermatologist approved, free of artificial colorants and fragrances, and is safe to use from birth. Touch, nourish, love your child's skin with Epimax Baby and Junior. Available from leading pharmacies and retail stores. Baby Brunch, the parenting series, is proudly brought to you by FedHealth. With FedHealth, you create your perfect medical aid. From the benefits you want to how and how much you pay. Visit fedhealth.co.za and switch to FedHealth now. FedHealth, create your aid.